Listen, let's pray. God and our Father, we come to you in this moment thanking you for all that you are, all that you do. We give you glory, honor, and praise, oh God, because in these moments and times like these, we recognize our need for you. We need to hear your voice very clearly. We need to learn how to love you more dearly so that we might follow you more nearly. So Lord, in these next few moments, I ask that you might anoint me afresh, use me for your glory. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. For Lord, I declare you are my strength and my redeemer. Let people hear your voice in your tenor and in your tone to the end that some soul would be saved, some life transformed, that the light bulb might come on for somebody, that they might follow you as a disciple. Do it, O oh God, and we'll make sure you get all the credit for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, listen, uh, I am uh, really challenged uh, because of what the American church is struggling with and going through and dealing with. Most of it is self-inflicted. Uh, and nowadays, it's the, the, the label of Christian has been so misunderstood, mishandled, and misused that it is even more um, uh, mishandled. Um, and so in, in the times like these, when, when a pandemic is raging, when the Delta variant is doing its thing, I want to talk about what it means to follow Jesus. What does it really mean in 2021, in our day, in our time? What does it mean to follow Jesus? What did it mean back then? What does it mean now? Well, you, you should know as a part of the refuge ministry that we seek to, our core values. We seek to be three things. We seek to be biblical, balanced, and beneficial in all that we do. Uh, and so everything that we talk about, everything that we set up, every ministry, every, every outreach, every opportunity, we seek to be those three things. We seek to operate according to the Word of God. We seek to do it in a balanced way, not going too far one way or the other. But I also want us to remember that we're called to be beneficial. We sing about it in our, our welcome song that we're blessed to be a blessing, that God left us here to benefit the world around us, that we are to uh, be the salt and the light. We're to be the preserver. We're supposed to be the one who helps people see things for the, what they are and see things as they are. And so uh, in thinking through what does it mean to follow Jesus, um, if Jesus were on earth right now uh, in physical human form again, uh, what would be the things that he would want us to know and to do as Christians, as believers, as Jesus followers? I like that title best. As a Jesus follower, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Well, let's go back and look at what he said back then because he hasn't changed his mind for now. Look at Mark chapter 12, Mark chapter 12, verses 29, 30, and 31. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Uh, you can uh, read it in whatever translation that you desire, but notice what Jesus says. He replies, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, the one and only Lord. He borrows from the great Shema, the great uh, blessing, the great pronunciation of Deuteronomy 6 that was pronounced uh, at various Jewish festivals. He, he, he goes back and he pulls that from Deuteronomy 6 and he says, this is the most important commandment that the Lord our God, the Lord is, he's the one and only Lord. And therefore, verse 30 says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is equally important to that. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. 
Now notice this. Jesus was asked uh, in a in a, a, a tense situation. He was asked by someone, a teacher of the law, what do you think is the most important commandment? They would have these, these great theological debates uh, in, in his day and in his time. And whether you're talking about the Pharisee circle or the Essenes or whoever it was, there would be these great debates. And one was, what of the ten is the most important commandment? And so Jesus was asked that. And what he did was he took the intent of the first four and mashed them with the intent of the last six. And he says that the, the most important thing to know is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then as a corollary to that, love your neighbor as yourself. What it means to follow Jesus, he, he lays it out right there when he answers the question of what is the greatest commandment. I want you to see first and, first and foremost the priority of loving God. He says it's the most important thing. The most important commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. In other words, he gets it all. When it comes to him, we have to be all in. We have to push all of our chips to the middle. There should not be an area or an aspect or a relationship in my life that is untouched and uninformed and unchanged by our relationship with Jesus. He, he is the priority. Loving him is the most important thing that, that everything else boils down to. You can take away the, the religious aspects. You can take away the, the worship place. You can take away all these other things. But what it means to follow Jesus, the, the priority that is boiled down is loving God is the priority of our lives. But I also want you to see, secondly, I also want you to see and don't miss the physical nature of loving God. He says that we are to love him with all of our strength. This idea of there is a physical element that these bodies are also to reflect our love for God. That how we care for this, how we take care of this, how we use this physical body that we're in ought to be a part of loving God so that there is no divorcing between what I say I believe and how I behave. They ought to all come together in one. That there is something physical that is involved with loving God. That, that how I use this body also reflects my love for God. But I also want you to see thirdly that the proof of God's love is all in how we love other people, how we love our neighbors. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, one, one pastor, their, their church, their, their uh, core values were in this one term that they would use. This. They said, love God, love people, prove it, right? That the proof of that love, I can't say I love God who I have not seen, First John says, if I don't show love to this person, my brother, who I can physically see every day. That, that there ought to be, as a part of what it means to follow Jesus, it, it means looking out for those that Jesus called and described as our neighbor. He, he, the love for, for God ought to spill out into how we treat other people. Paul says it like this in Philippians 2. Verses three through five. Uh, in, in your in your leisure time, you ought to read just those first eight or nine verses of the second chapter uh, of of Philippians two. Uh, but Paul says uh, in the New King James, he says, "Let nothing be done out of selfish ambition or conceit. Anything that is done to only look out for me is is not." proving is not showing the love of God. He says, but in lowliness of mind, let us esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for your own interest, 
but also for the interests of others. So then he says, let this mind be in you, verse 6, that was also in Christ Jesus. Watch what he says in Philippians 2. He says that part of what it means to have the mind of Christ, to love God and to reflect Christ's likeness, to be a Jesus follower is to ensure that I esteem others better or I think of them ahead of thinking of myself. Stick with me because if you miss this, you miss the whole message. Listen, that what it means to love God means I have to have in mind how to ensure that I'm thinking about other people and prioritizing what they deal with, what they're going through, and how Jesus in me can be a blessing to them. He says that look out not only for your own interest, but look out for the interest of others as well. That part of what it means to be a Jesus follower is not so much worried about me because I know he's got me. He's got me covered. I'm in covenant with him. His spirit lives on the inside of me. I have great and precious promise, First Peter says. First, uh, great and precious promises that have been made to me. There's certain things that God is going to do to take care of me and this body as I use it to exude the love of God that I have. Then he's going to take care of me. But what about those? people that do not have Jesus, they need me to look out for them because I stand as a representation of God because my love for God in me has to spill out to them too. He says that that being a follower of Jesus means operating the way Jesus did. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Well, what did Jesus do? The attitude Jesus had during his earthly ministry was to use his life to benefit others, whether that was healing them, whether that was protecting them from oppressive elements in their lives or around their lives, or even rescuing them if he had to, even from themselves. That Jesus's life wasn't spent looking out for him. His life was used to look out for the interests and to serve the interests of others. Uh, which which says then that as a Jesus follower, if I want to know what I'm supposed to do to be a follower of Jesus, I have to watch this. I have to be more Jesus follower than I am American. I'm about to mess with somebody now. As a Jesus follower, our constitutional rights are subordinated to Jesus's commands to love our neighbors as ourselves. If I am more American than I am Jesus follower, I, I begin to question whether I've made an idol of my nationality rather than letting it just be something that is another avenue for me to let my Jesus follower come out. Uh, stick with me. It's going to get it's going to get tight, but it's right. Watch this. I have a buddy of mine that I follow on Twitter. He says that the American asks, what about my rights? But the Christian asks, what is right? What is doing right by my neighbor? Huh? Jared Stacy says that being an American is all about preserving and protecting your rights. But being a Jesus follower is using my rights for the advantage and the benefit and the blessing of somebody else who has no rights. <laughs> Listen, um, we are at the stage where um, because... Um, not enough people got vaccinated because there were people who are resistant or hesitant or slow. Now we're at the point where COVID SARS-2, COVID-19 has 
begun to do this variant thing. There are new strains that are coming out. And as these strains come out, especially with this Delta variant, it's, it's unimpeded. It's even, even those of us who have been vaccinated can receive it and not knowing it may not even feel it can even spread it and pass it on to somebody else. It's getting to the point where COVID they says is almost at the point where it's going to become endemic, meaning it's going to be something that we have to live with from this point on, like getting a flu shot every flu season. Uh, it's almost at that point. Now that means these realities mean that obeying Jesus's instructions looks like in this with following Jesus in this day and this time looks like taking physical steps to protect others from whatever is going on, whether that means getting vaccinated, whether that means wearing masks indoors, whether that means practicing social distance, distancing or washing your hands often. That is what following Jesus would look like because he looked out for the benefit of others. He put others, he esteemed them more highly than himself. He says, if you love God, then prove it by loving people, even if it means protecting them from themselves. Uh, author Rachel Welcher says it like this, that this is the way of Jesus, our Savior, who did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. She's quoting Mark 20, verse 28. That, that's what following Jesus would do. That's what following Jesus looks like for us. It means thinking through how to protect others from what's going on around them until we can get to the point where we've got to show the love of Jesus in a way that then affords us the ability to be invited to share the love of Jesus that we know through the gospel. Following Jesus, what it means to be a follower of Jesus is esteeming others more highly than ourselves. That means we have to trust the Lord that our desire to obey him and to be like Jesus is gonna be enough. Watch this. Well, we don't know what the vaccine can do. We don't know what's going to happen from it. But do I trust Jesus enough to still love others and trust him to take care of me? Well, it, it hasn't been hasn't been tested enough. Actually, it has. But even if you think that's not true, do you trust Jesus? Are you willing to be more of a Jesus follower than you are a protector of yourself? Well, what about the Tuskegee experiment? God did amazing things with the men who were suffering, who were neglected during that Tuskegee experiment. Sometimes you ought to read more than just one version of the history story. God did some amazing things even in them being done wrong because they trusted God. Some of them trusted God. Um, listen, we serve a big old God. And if we are willing to put our rights to the side, and put our lives at risk to be a blessing to others, it shows that we are followers of Jesus, that we are obeying his command to love God enough to love our neighbors as ourselves. We have been asked, we've been tasked with taking up our cross daily, Luke 9, 23 says, and following Jesus. Taking up the cross doesn't mean wearing it around your neck. It means being willing to put my life on the line and die because I believe Jesus so much. I'm willing to live out my life to the point that I take care of others even if it's at the expense of me. Nobody's asking us to go to jail. Nobody's threatening our lives. Nobody's putting guns to our heads. They're simply asking us to voluntarily choose to put on a mask 
to voluntarily choose to be vaccinated to protect other people. Do you really love God? Then prove it by loving your neighbor. Let's pray. Father, we recognize that your ways are not our ways. We don't think like you. And sometimes, God, we get so compartmentalized by life down here and by news sources down here and by uh, news sources and places where we get information that we forget that the ultimate thing is following Jesus, who said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's what you're asking us to do. So Father, I'm making an appeal to you right now to touch my brother and my sister, wherever they might be, whatever they might be going through, whatever's, whatever the struggles are, whatever the, the resistance and hesitancy is in their lives, in their spirits, I pray, oh God, that we would love you enough to be willing to risk loving our neighbor as ourselves. Because that's really what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you didn't come to be served, but you served us, protecting us enough to lay your life on the line. You died on the cross to give us new life and life more abundantly. Now, God, I pray that that same mind of Christ you would put in us, that we would esteem others better than ourselves, and so follow Jesus. Lord, we love you bless you. We magnify you. We even submit to you in hard things because you are our Lord and we have chosen to obey you. Help us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Might be tight, but it's right.